Okay, here we are, episode 11 of Rolling with the Punches. And uh, if you listened last week to episode 10, yep. you heard us scheme in, potentially go to uh, the All-Star Race. Maybe. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you see us, you'll know that we are officially rolling on the road. We are in yep. Bristol. The first road trip of Rolling with the Punches, and, and what better place to go than Bristol, Tennessee, Bristol Motor Speedway. Yeah, first first one, and um, hopefully not the last one, because no. it's been it's been pretty eventful so far. So uh, currently, it's almost midnight. Yep. We are in our hotel room. Uh, we just got back from the All Star Race, so uh, a lot to unpack, obviously, because uh, we just watched an awesome open and an awesome All Star Race. But um, Dad and I had the opportunity before we even went into the race to sit in the car a little bit and chat about our uh, thoughts on what we might see. So um, let's throw it back then to our discussion pre-race and see how much of what we talked about before the race actually held up during the race. So uh, let's throw it back to a few hours ago and hear what we had to say from the car in the parking lot at Bristol. Rolling with the punches on the road. Hey. Actually on the road. Bristol Motor Speedway. It's Thunder Valley, baby. And it's it's All-Star Night. It's Bristol, baby. I'm so excited. We're in the parking lot at Bristol. There are people tailgating yep. right in front of us. Yep. They're staring right at us, so it's a little bit awkward. But um, we're here. That's all that matters. Um, we're about to head in in about 10, 15 minutes. But we figured, why not stop, chat a little bit about what we're going to see tonight. Because... Um, it's, it's going to be eventful, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved coming to Bristol. It's been one of my favorite tracks, uh, and I love them all, but it's one of my all-time favorite tracks to come. Uh, and But I've been here to work. I've been here to call the races. Uh, so many emotional nights over the years. Our last ESPN race here when they put Thanks ESPN on the wall for us, it was so nice. Uh, special moments. Uh, but tonight, be able to come to a race for the first time and watch as a spectator, uh, with you and not be working is pretty cool. And it's only the second time the All-Star Race has been run away from Charlotte. Hey, Jesse, the first time it was run away from Charlotte, they went to Georgia, an awesome bill from Dawsonville. Bill Elliott won it. Now, this is the second time they've run away from Charlotte. Who, who will win it? Uh, is it going to be another Elliott? I mean, I don't know. And the last time we had a race here, in, when the points were counting, and it was the real Cup Series race, right. it was uh, an Elliott that got in a little pushing and shoving with Logano, and Brad Kay was the guy that went to victory lane after the Elliott-Logano connection. Yep. Now there's no points. Uh, we're at Thunder Valley, full contact stock car racing. Uh, the, the next short track race is a month and a half away, so you don't you don't need this car. You yeah. can you can build another one. Um, and uh, and hey, you know I think it's I, I love I love it. Great format. Uh, and that final segment, uh, mm, uh, you never green white checkered as many as you need. Yeah, this we may could, not be a one day show. We it's could made. be here all night, honestly, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind it. I don't think fans would mind it at all. No. Um, it's going to be really interesting. There's a lot, obviously, on top of the fact that we're racing in Bristol, and that always provides intense racing and uh you know on top of all that we're watching the best of the best this is the all-star race so well, yeah and, and here's the thing is is it true that that nice guys finished last at bristol motor speedway i mean i mean martin truex jr is the pole sitter tonight and he's, he's a pretty average, nice guy though he's, he's as nice as they yeah. come that's why maybe his average finish isn't great at bristol because he's so nice now the other guys that'll run over you and pound you and push you uh, they, they're, they're not going to take any prisoners. And so it, what if it comes down to a lap or two to go, 
green flag on a restart and the pj1 the traction compound is there and you got a guy right in front of you running second do you put the bumper to the guy for a million bucks absolutely absolutely you're in you bristol and you know what if there's one guy in the open there's a lot of guys in the open i like to see transfer i like to sure. see some guys transfer and, be and, able to... and last year proved that you can transfer yeah. from the open and be incredibly successful yeah. we saw that last yeah. year yeah yeah and uh and, but but how about ricky stenhouse jr Ricky, the bulldozer, Stenhouse Jr. I love, he drives this racetrack as well as anybody, and he's not going to take his foot off that throttle. He and doesn't he ever. Did, he's a bulldozer, that's for if sure. If he gets in the all-star race, look out. How cool would that be for him and for Roush Fenway? Uh, you know, just and just for that for that whole team, wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? But you know somebody else, though, who I know it would be really cool to see be successful at Who's this that? race tonight would be someone like Matt Benedetto, who oh. obviously we've talked a lot about, you know, how great it would be to see Matt get a win in general. But here at Bristol, where we saw him coming second last year to Denny Hamlin, we saw him fighting tears just to be, uh, you know, be able to, to, to fight for that win. Imagine, he has a long road ahead of him tonight to get there, but imagine if he could pull off that feat. Choking back emotion that night when people were on their feet cheering for this kid, to Matt DiBenedetto, and now driving for the Wood Brothers, one of the most popular uh, owners, owners in the history of NASCAR, nice guys. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? And you know what? It was Matty D who who gave that final shove you know, on the restart to, to Cole Custer at right. Kentucky. And uh, no good deed ever goes unrewarded. I firmly believe maybe Matty D will get it done tonight. I don't know, but it's it's kind of the best part is it's Bristol baby. It's All Star Night, uh, and we get to be here. I'm so excited. As spectators <laughs> and race fans, and uh, hopefully we'll see it. We are going to see a couple of great races and then talk about it afterwards. And you know what? A couple other things that play in factor tonight. Well, for fun, we've got the underglow on the cars. I yep. mean, how fun is that? NASCAR listened to the fans. They provided lights underneath the cars, just like they did in Nashville uh, for the burnouts yeah. on Broadway. So fans have been glowing for a long time yeah, at racetracks, exactly. but now the cars are going to glow. <laughs> and now NASCAR is finally like, okay, we'll give you guys. We, we hear you. We'll, we see you. Yeah. We'll We'll raise you uh, an underglow. Yeah. But on top of that, the choose cone. I mean, that is a short track racing staple. That's going to play factor tonight, and we're going to see how that uh, works for, Imagine for some Imagine if four or five, if, if you say one lane is going to be quicker than the other. We know Obviously, that. It's sure. crystal. But what if the four or five guys choose the same lane, and the guy running sixth, seventh race says, okay, I'm going to be the first guy on the other lane, and I'm going to drive it and do my Carl Edwards. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna drive it in and bounce it off anybody in the wall yep. and, and have a shot. That Why not? Happen. That could happen. It's tough, though, because everything you talk Talk about tonight and the whole way that you set it up you talk about uh, someone who who is needs to be successful at Bristol who's willing to go out there and and push and shove and get their way and who wants this win and everything about that screams Kyle Busch I mean Kyle Busch yeah. as we talked about last week still doesn't have a win but is very successful at Bristol and is willing to go out there and push and shove some people around so are we going to see him finally in victory lane? It would be unfortunate that it's not, not for points. Would, but. How much money would you have won if you'd have bet someone that Cole Custer gets a cup win this year before Kyle Busch? Anybody think that? I would not have bet money that Cole Custer would get a would be the first rookie to get a win of this rookie class. Tyler I'd have thought Reddick. at least Tyler Reddick or yeah. John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah. Not, not to slight Custer, but... But at the same time, then you watch him battle four wide at the end there in Kentucky, and you're like, okay, I get it. And he had to make a split-second decision to make a move on the bottom of the racetrack. He did that. Cole Custer did a great job. You know, Blaney and Harvick bump into each other, and yep. Blaney gets on the apron. You know, and here's here's you know Truex and Harvick, a little little nudge over in turn three. And Custer, what a great finish. I mean, the good thing is Bill France Jr. always said people will remember a finish. They'll remember mm -hmm. uh, the last few laps. Well, I have to imagine we're going to see one of the 
the best finishes of the season tonight as they battle it out here in Bristol for a million dollars in the title of 2020 All-Star. So. Okay. I know we're going to finish the show a little bit later, <laughs> but uh, prediction? You got a prediction? Oh, that's tough. Um, okay. Uh, you know what? I'll throw, I'll throw out Kyle Busch. I'll throw it out there. Numbers numbers aren't saying that he's going to do very well based on the rest of the season, but um, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say I'm, gonna say I'm, I'm banking on Kyle Busch tonight. Okay, I'm going to go with the sentimental pick. I'm going with Maddie, Maddie D. Love it. Well, let's head inside and uh, see what we're going to see tonight, and yeah. we'll chat with you guys a little bit later. Yeah. Hot dogs first, then maybe some racing. Yeah, priorities. Got to have my priorities. Well, Dad, I, 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 judging by the sirens that I can, the sirens that I can practically hear uh, from all the way here in Bristol, uh, you, you might have called it. Another Elliot. In Victory well, Lane. The very first time uh, an all-star race was not in Charlotte was in 1986. An awesome bill from Dawsonville won at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And uh, Gordon and the guys at the pool room in Dawsonville, they plugged in the sirens and uh, they were blaring all over county. And tonight, uh, just as a few minutes ago, we heard that Gordon went back out there and plugged in the, uh, the sirens and the crowds are gathering and they're waiting on Chase Elliott, million dollar Chase, actually 1.1 million dollar yeah. Chase, uh, headed we'll back to Dawsonville. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure the nickname, the nickname. out. And I'm sure there'll be people at the airport waiting for uh, Chase to get home, to spend uh, 24, 36 hours at home before he heads to Texas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but what a night. You know, and, and let's start a little bit talking about from, from what you saw a moment ago when we were in the car, and, and you know, we, 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 let me just back up before that. Pulling into Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, what a wonderful job uh, Jerry Caldwell and his staff did. There were multiple lanes to get in. There were no tickets or no parking passes mm -hmm. to hand out. Everything was done digitally on your phone. You bought a ticket on the phone. You got a parking pass on the phone, and you just held your phone up out of your window uh, as you came by and they people had masks on they 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 uh, you know took their little little reader and and scanned your mm -hmm. your parking everything pass. was touchless everything yeah. was touchless everything. it was perfect mm -hmm. so well done everyone had masks on they were social distancing executive vice president and general manager Jerry Conwell came and told us said look down here so look how we've done this and it was so cool they had fans on the end of, of, of each row and in the row in front of them they were in the middle so they were mm -hmm. at least everyone was at least eight feet apart and he said the fans were wonderful he said when they mm -hmm. well, we only had 30 days to figure this out when it was announced 30 days ago we we're doing the all-star race here and people didn't complain they bought yeah. the tickets they came uh, and what a fabulous job they did people upstairs uh, the guests were all wearing masks uh, I got a chance to see Daryl Waltrip was there, yeah. the governor, Governor Lee and his staff was there uh, from the governor of Tennessee. Uh, just, uh, in, in, you know, was, everyone was, was excited about and looking down in the stands how well everyone behaved. And once you got to your seat, you could pull your mask off. Let's see if I have my... I don't have my Bristol Motor Speedway mask, yeah, but they gave it. They gave yeah. us a Bristol Motor Speedway mask, uh, but you could take your mask off and sit back and watch the race. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I just think it was. I mean, this. They said there were people there from uh, from other major sports venues, yeah. from mm -hmm. from Major League, from National National Hockey League to the NFL to college football. They were there to see exactly how Bristol handled this crowd, how they handled the social distancing and the concession stands and the parking. And I think they learned a lot tonight because the Bristol, they couldn't have done it better. They could not have done it better. Uh, and I, I, I never heard going in or leaving, I never heard a single fan complain. Oh, no, and definitely not. I mean, everyone was excited just to be there. Yeah, and I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said that even just when we got out of the car, before we even got up to the gates, up to 
the actual Coliseum, all of the fans in the parking lot were just so respectful of each other. Oh, you know, absolutely. everybody was going out of their way to make sure that everybody obviously had their mask on. You know, there, was, there wasn't anybody that wasn't wearing a mask um, from what we saw. And everyone was just kind of in their own space, you know, had yeah. their own little little tailgate set up, which was nice to see even, um, you know, in the parking lot, even outside of the actual uh, Coliseum. But it's like you said, I mean, I think something else that just uh, just lends to what a phenomenal job that they did with the event is that there were so many prominent people there and and like you said government officials and and other prominent officials and celebrities other celebrities yeah. exactly and and um the fact that they went out of their way to come because they knew that it was safe Right. They knew that it was something that they were willing to support because it was it was done well. And it's like you said, there was a month to do all of this. So the fact that that the fans and, you know, Tennessee local government had that much trust in, in Jerry Caldwell and everybody at, at Bristol and, and Marcus Smith, everybody, right. that they had that much trust in them and that what they were doing uh, was right and that they were doing everything in their power to keep everyone safe. And, and you know, it's it's deceiving, though, because it's it's like anything in, in today. You can't, you can't, you can't hold everybody's hand, you know, so it's tough. Right. You see, you see uh, uh, pictures or you see, you know, shots on the broadcast and it's, and it's really hard to tell um, how great of a job they did of keeping everybody separate. But when you're sitting in the stands, um, and I, I know I put some pictures on my Instagram, they really did such a, a meticulous job of grouping all of the fans and separating them. All the eyes of, of the sports world in the U.S. were on Bristol Motor Speedway tonight to see how they pulled this off. You know, was, was it, were they going to be able to pull it off? Were, you know, were the fans going to cooperate? Uh, how was television going to do? How, and, it was, and then we, you went upstairs to visit for a while, and there's Darrell Waltrip and the governor and, and uh, Jerry Conwell, Marcus Smith, you know, uh, uh, Jim France, uh, mm -hmm. Mike Helton. Mm -hmm. Everyone's up there wearing masks. Everyone's, no one is trying to be, you know, privileged. They're wearing their mask. Did you see Mike Helton's mask? Yeah, I, I did. Okay, Mr. Helton had on just a normal mask, but then he had a mustache drawn <laughs> on the mask. And I was like, genius. This puts Denny Hamlin's oh, yeah, smiling yeah. mask to shame. Yeah. Mike Helton has won the mask game 100%. Yeah. Oh, my, Mike Helton gets, gets, gets the mask award for the night. But it was the, awesome. And the, and the, the best part was seeing Marcus Smith and Jerry Conwell saying thank you to the NASCAR people, to Jim Friends and Mike Hilton, all those people, mm -hmm. and seeing those guys, the, you know, saying thank you back to Marcus and his SMI group and Jerry Caldwell and everyone, because they cooperatively have pulled this off. What NASCAR, I'm so proud of what NASCAR has done. No fans for a long time, then 1,000 at Homestead, then 5,000 at Talladega, and now, finally, you know, you're getting, you're seeing, you know, 25 to 30,000 at Bristol Motor Speedway tonight um, for the All-Star race uh, and and they did driver introductions they did mm -hmm. they did uh, you know uh, you know the, the anthem was done it just it was just a special night before the racing even began yeah it really it really was a great night and we could go on and on about about the actual you know logistics of of how they put the night on but you know ultimately I think it couldn't have gone better. I think they set a wonderful example for uh, hopefully starting to get back into uh, right. live sporting events and 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 bringing confidence to leagues uh, and showing them that it's doable. You know, it can yeah. it can be done. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like you said too. All the fans were happy, so that's really you know. And, and, That's really and then we started the the open, the beginning event, the qualifying event, 85 laps, 35, 35, 15. 
uh, and there were going to be uh, th three stages plus yep. a, a van vote, most popular driver, uh, a most uh, most deserving driver, I should say, by the fans. So there are going to be four drivers transfer uh, out of that event, and it was it was pretty wild from the get go. A little uh, pushing and shoving, a little, a little give and a little give more little. between uh, between Michael McDowell and Bubba Wallace. What's your take on that? Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was a little bit of an issue. Um, with Bubba Wallace and Michael McDowell. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of conflicting opinions on, on social media. So for the two of us sitting there in the stands, we saw the initial the initial contact, the initial bump from Bubba in uh, McDowell's rear bumper there, kind of trying to move him. I mean, we, we saw it. They were, they, were, they were both racing each other tough. Yeah, and so yeah. I think, you know, uh, I don't think that that was, that that was malicious by any means um, yeah. from McDowell. I think it was just tough racing. I think uh, they said it. Mike Joy said it on the broadcast. Eventually, I mean, you're going to run him into the corner. I think it might have been John Hunter Nemechek behind him wasn't giving him a lot of room yeah. to come down. So I don't think it was anything really other than just a product of racing hard at Bristol. But what did rub me the wrong way uh was just the way that everything kind of um cultivated at the end yeah. and uh i clearly bubba doesn't think that 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 was an accident um he's clearly very unhappy with michael mcdowell i don't know that that is valid i think that maybe he could think on that one for a night but i'm not in the seat i don't know what that's like i have yeah. terrible road rage yeah. so i can't speak for that i'd be yeah. just as angry but it was it was just it was tough. I feel for Bubba, but that's I mean that's that's all star racing yeah. at Bristol. Bubba mentioned respect. I think respect's a two way street. Now I I think I I'm really I'll give give a pat on the back to the the director at Fox mm -hmm. uh, and Mike Joy and Jeff and all of them is when they saw that happen they backed the tape up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and they showed the initial bump by Bubba Wallace going into turn one. Bubba goes into the back of McDowell, hits him, bumps him, gets him out of shape. He wiggles a little bit. McDowell slides up. Bubba goes under him. And then McDowell comes back off to turn two, and they're side by side. And to quote Mike Joy, uh, is at the end of the back straightaway, McDowell has got to be able to turn in the corner yeah. at some point in time. So yeah. McDowell turns down. Bubba comes up. There's contact. Bubba slams the wall. You hate that happen because, quite honestly, they both had good cars. Bubba had a car that could easily run fourth or fifth. And the way these segments were going to go, uh, as well as he was driving, as well as the car was running, if he if, if they're both patient and don't and don't get you know drive over beyond their hood, which I think Bubba did going into turn one. And the, there's no need to run in the back of McDowell. There's no need to run in there and move him and bump him. Not at lap 13 or whatever. Right. Not when you got a car that good. And there's no need for McDowell and them to have contact at a back straightaway and uh, I certainly didn't think that the comments that uh, the frust frustrated comments that Bubba made when he came out after the care center uh, I think he'll look back at those and, and maybe w wish he had said something different but uh, it is racing it is Bristol there's going to be pushing and shoving but way too early for these guys to get together and uh, and then point the finger because both were at fault yeah, I think the tough thing, too, it's like you said, the, the word respect when that's thrown out there. And you're looking at a guy like Michael McDowell, who is one of the kindest, most gracious men yeah. in the garage. And, and and not a lot of people know that, you know, there have been there have been times that I've come to find McDowell to do an interview and he's had to text us and say, hey, you know, I'm running late. And he's running late because he's volunteering for yeah. a charity yeah. event at the yeah. racetrack for kids. You know, I mean, he's any ounce of time that he has, he's giving back. And so, you know, that's that's tough. 
Uh, I think that's tough when you know Michael McDowell and you know, like, that just doesn't seem like him. It's, it's hard to hear yeah. another driver uh, accuse him of being disrespectful or, or, or not genuine. Um, but, yeah, you know, and then I think, I, I, Dad and I, I was showing you, I saw on Twitter where Bubba also, uh, out of frustration again, dragged the bumper that was damaged, uh, pulled it off of his car and dragged it and left it uh, at McDowell's hauler. So there's clearly a lot of frustration there. Um, I have to imagine this is going to play out because we still haven't heard from Bubba since the interview, and obviously we haven't heard from from yeah, McDowell. Yeah. But um, but hey, I mean that was it's quite the way to start off the night. That's for yeah, sure. Though. It was, and it, it sort of began the and then you know um, and we saw some good racing in the open uh, in the first second. You know, uh, Eric Almarola. Uh, looked mm-hmm. like he had a car that not only could win the Open, but could also win the All-Star race, so he transfers through. Uh, segment two, you know, pretty good run, pretty good run in that segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Byron. Byron. You know, William William Byron uh, is able to pull it out. And segment three, how about how about uh, uh, Matty <laughs> D? Matty D. Matty D winning it and getting out. I loved his interview. He got out and, they, they, you know, they had the six-foot pole, and you you got to love how, how excited he was. Uh, to to embrace the moment of, of, of having the opportunity. To he be was there. having fun. I mean, yeah. that was the biggest thing. Is he got out of yeah. the car and, and he was still trying to catch his breath, and he was just you could just he was just having so much fun getting to be there and run. And you can tell that he, I mean, he just really appreciates the opportunity that he has yeah. with Wood Brothers and to be in that twenty one car and 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 like you said, to be in contention uh, and to be able to qualify for the All Star race. I mean, he's really got something going for him there and he knows it yeah. and, and I'm and, anxious to see how that goes and then they announced to the fans everybody are 30,000 people that Clint Boyer uh, won the fan <laughs> vote and he's sitting on top of the pit box and he's smiling ear to ear and he comes down for the interview and the fans and, you, and we're looking at the fans and they're standing in the stands and oh, cheering and they were and getting, loving like, it they were loving it and mm-hmm. you know and Clint reciprocated with his love back to them uh, that's what we've been missing right there is that fan celebration the fan emotion um, and Clint Boyer basically saying thank you for my vote for your vote uh, I'm gonna do my best and so he got to be a part of, of the all-star race so now now suddenly you, you got a 20 car field in the all-star <laughs> race um, for 140 laps four segments um, and uh, well first I want to back up a little bit and say that we started the race with a boogity 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 oh so, back in the house yeah exactly so we started Let's go on racing, boys. an incredibly high note so I mean we just kicked off the night in in the best way possible. and you should I hope you got a chance to hear the fans because when they heard DW's oh. boogity 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 let's go racing boys they were standing and looking and said where's my man here yes now, granted a lot of these fans are Tennesseans and DW <laughs> I know he's born in in, in, in Kentucky or whatever but he's of Tennessee and in Frank, he lives in Franklin, Tennessee. You know who was the best person though was uh, Mike Joy and, and Jeff Gordon. I don't know if you saw them on the broadcast if you were watching at home when when DW popped up. I mean, it was like they were the biggest fans yeah. in the house. You know, they were so excited. It was like last him, came so. home. Exactly. It was like we got the gang back together. You know, yeah. we're good. That was cool. I thought uh, I, I I thought it was it was I thought it was going to be more of a slugfest than it was. I did too. But but I I also think there was some outstanding driving to keep these guys from going from having the big one at Bristol. There were guys bouncing off each other and somehow held on and just kept right on going. Yeah, some of the saves we saw tonight oh were phenomenal. God. And I think that's what, you know, you you got to you can't just look at it on paper and go, "Where were the cautions?" because yeah, yeah. uh the racing spoke for itself. Yeah. I mean, it really was great. And it's like you said, uh, the it it was 
watching the strategy as well to these, you know, sprint races at, at Bristol, all the factors we talked about, you know, they're, 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 they're sprints of stages, there's so much on the line, it's all about positioning yourself because if, essentially the only thing that really matters is, is, is being the guy at the end. Right, right. And, and so, you know, it's just such a different aspect of racing. And so getting to watch all of the different teams uh, play out different strategies one in particular, the 12 team deciding to stay right. out and not touch right. the tires. It's stuff like that that, you know, made the race so exciting. So, yeah, it wasn't the slugfest that we all thought it was going to be, but I thought it was great. And if anything, it just showed that Bristol doesn't have to be a slugfest to be exciting, y'all. Well, I mean, some of the guys, you, you mentioned Brad Keselowski was sideways at least three times in the first 10 laps. I mean, completely sideways yeah. a corner and somehow saved it. Uh, in the All-Star race, Matt Benedetto bounced it off the wall, somehow mm-hmm. saved the car, hit the back and the front and the back again, still saved the car. Kurt Busch uh, looked like, I mean, it was it was hard. His car was, you know, there was, I guess there must have been a huge grip differential between where the, the, uh, the, the, the PJ1 was and, and the other part of the tracks where it hadn't matured quite yet. Because some of the guys would get on that and be have good grip and get off of it and be sideways. And he had a little shun early on. Didn't damage a car much, but damaged it enough to, to maybe hurt his night. And, and, you know, he's good at this. Kurt Busch is really good at Bristol, so you know that had to impact his night. Uh, but anyway, Ryan Blaney, Pulls away, wins wins the first segment, uh, and you're thinking, okay, well, he's going to be hard to beat. And suddenly, in segment two, you know, here comes here comes Chase, you know, Chase Elliott. These guys out of mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Kevin Harvick was chasing chasing Ryan Blaney, and he's chasing uh, Chase Elliott. So he did a good job of keeping this car in contention. Yeah. So you go to the third segment, third, which is another 35 lap segment, and everyone pits except Ryan Blaney, who stays out and. And you're wondering, you know, what was the call there? And, and, it, and, and it turns out, I mean, his car was that good, and, and track position was important, and um, and you'd only run, you know, maybe 80 laps or whatever on those tires. So uh, you thought maybe you'd, you'd be okay. Uh, and he he held his own for quite a while until he was run down again by by Chase and and and, and passed. And uh, so and 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 Brad Kozlowski took two tires, mm-hmm. and almost everyone else took four. So Brad K hung in there as well. With Ryan Blaney. And the interesting part was after the race, I heard Chase Elliott say that uh, they almost did the same thing. He and Alan Gustafson almost pulled the trigger and decided to stay on the racetrack and not come in for tires and do the same thing that Ryan Blaney did. But at the last moment, they decided to come down pit road. So they almost almost had the same strategy as the 12 car. Wouldn't it, that have been something? Yeah, it turns out <laughs> they didn't need it because they, that yeah. car was so fast, it was just hooked to the ground. And, and Chase... Uh, you know, wins a segment. The only, the only thing I would think is that one of the things that I thought that we really saw progress as the night went on was Kyle Busch. Oh Kyle my Busch gosh, was, yes. he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't find the bus in the first seg- segment. The second segment, uh, he was all over the racetrack trying to get by. He was stuck in traffic. But then in segments three and four, I mean, he was roaring. He went up high with sort of, he and Brad Keselowski were doing that high groove sort of diamond mm-hmm. in the track. And Kyle was passing people on the outside. He's the Kyle Busch we've seen at Bristol, passing on the outside, passing on the inside, and uh, driving his tail off. And just got, but in that final segment with 15 laps, yeah. um, he, he didn't have enough time, and he could just get, cl- just barely get close enough, maybe 10 car lengths to, you know, to chase, and and couldn't run him down and chase Elliott you know, becomes a million dollar chase or one point one million dollar chase. <laughs> uh, so if I if I had a negative in the night I would say 
The only negative would be a small little critique is that maybe that final segment at somewhere like Bristol needs to be more than 15 laps. It probably sure. needs to be 30 or 35 laps. So you have time for strategy. That Then some of the drivers said if it's 35 laps, we'll come pit and put tires on, mm -hmm. and we'll make that leader, if it's Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney or, 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 or Kevin Harvey, whoever it is, we'll make them decide, you're going to stay out? Are you going to try to hold us off with your worn tires and our fresh tires? Then we got some something to play. Mm -hmm. But with 15 laps, you don't have a choice. you got to stay out, and you don't really have time if the guy gets away from you at a place like Bristol where they're running laps in 15 seconds. So mm -hmm. uh, that would be the only negative. But all in all, uh, what a night. An all-star race. Uh, Chase Elliott becomes the 25th different driver to win the all-star race. This was the 36th all-star race going back in 1985. Happy for Chase. Happy for NASCAR. Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, and the fact that NASCAR has figured it out. We are racing, we are bringing fans back, fans are being respectful of each other, realizing if you want to be at a racetrack, just like they tell college football fans, if you want college football, wear the mask and do the social distancing and be respectful of each other, maybe we can get there. And I think tonight was the get there night for NASCAR. I just want to say that one more time. If you want college football, which I really, really, really want college <laughs> football, guys, wear a mask and just stay apart, please. Okay, sorry. I just do, needed to reiterate do, that do one more part. time. Do your yeah, part. Do exactly, your part. Exactly. Um, well, I want to touch on a couple things because, uh, you know, NASCAR, I don't want to say took risks, but they, they, they switched a few things up for this race. They tried yeah. a couple things out, took a couple uh, yeah. uh, trial runs. Let's start with the, the more superficial ones, I should say. Let's start with the underglow. Okay, I loved the underglow. I thought it was really fun. I don't know how well it translated on TV. I think, um, you know, a few, I would say a few, I think a lot of fans were disappointed because they saw the photos in the underglow from Nashville yeah. uh, and they were expecting that. You know, it's just not doable. It's not feasible. Um, it's not necessary. Yeah. But it was fun to have that little bit of underglow on the tail there. I thought it made for a nice little display. And, and whether it really affected, uh, you know, the visuals of watching the race, the pace laps and everything, it was yeah. it was just cool. Why not? Well, I mean, it, it, let's be let's face it. When they were in, they were on Broadway on the burnouts on Broadway in Nashville last last December, uh, they had the full car had underglow had neon right. lights, and and tonight it was only the back of the car, and the lights are so bright. And that's a good part at Bristol that it, it made it difficult to see at times. But when they came down pit road, you could see it a lot better. But I think I, we even heard, um, you know, uh, coming out on Sirius XM coming out of the racetrack, there were fans calling in, parents calling in saying. My kids never wanted to watch NASCAR. Now remember, it's 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 prime time on a Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and so the kids are still up. They're not back in school yet, so they're able to stay up and watch. And and this one one mom says, my kids never been that interested in NASCAR. My husband and I love it, and they, they we turned it on and they saw the lights under the cars and they said, whoa, we want to watch that. You know what? If it does that, then I'm for it because they're, they're because we're bringing more fans in. They like to see the lights under the cars. They thought it was cool, and then they sit there and watch the racing. They get into it. So that's I I give it a check mark. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm just still trying to figure out what color underglow that I want to put on my 2008 Kia Sorento. Do I want to go with the red, the blue, or the yellow? You know, which manufacturer do I want to side with here? I think Delilah is um, more of a purple girl. You she, think so? She's more of a purple girl. I, yeah. I, I kind of feel purple. Maybe orange. Maybe or, both. Orange, yeah, that'd we'll, be good. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I have till at least next All Star race <laughs> to get my underglow ready. Yeah, so okay, if she's still running, let's hope. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about the numbers because this I know changing the number placement had everybody up in arms uh, when NASCAR announced it. But um, I, if you if you would have told me that they changed the number placement, or if you, um, excuse me, if you hadn't told me, 
I don't know that I really would have noticed it much. I thought that the everyone that designed those cars and wrapped those cars did a phenomenal job of designing, I don't even know the words, designing it to where it didn't yeah. look funny. Everybody thought it was yeah. going to look awkward. It didn't look awkward. It looks great. I forgot they did it. Quite honestly. Yeah, that's I what I'm telling you. Like, it, it wasn't yeah, that I thought big it was deal. cool looking. I, I like the fact that you got a bigger area on the door for sponsors. You know, they were cars that had a whole Energizer battery on the door. And, and I thought they had a, they had a complete, um, one of my, they had a complete M&M. On I the know, door. right? They had the whole yeah. little oh, M&M guy on there. You know, so um, they, and they, they did a nice job put put those numbers there. And uh, and so I, I thought that was fine. It was a it was a it was a trial, and some people you know got a little little sideways. Uh, but I, you know after you start watching the race, I forgot they were even moved. Yeah, exactly. So so case closed. It looks great. It's not a big deal, you guys. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. All right, let's talk about the the biggest one that I, personally I don't think was as big of a factor as as yeah. we could have thought it was going to be. But yeah. uh, the choose cone. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I will say I did enjoy uh, having it there. I, I thought it added a nice uh, element uh, to the race, and obviously it added the traditional element to yeah. short track racing. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I don't think that it was a huge factor. Well, I think I, I think because uh, there was a significant discrepancy in the grip level and the restart mm-hmm. between the, the upper lane, which had good grip, and the bottom lane where you couldn't really get going, um, and there were people who rolled the dice, and it looked like it was going to be a factor. But on the restart, they just they lost so much distance, um, uh, with very few exceptions. Uh, I, I thought it, it, but I liked the fact that they tried it. I mean, I mean the the double file restart shootout style that they tried in the All Star race a few years ago, and they found found that it worked so well. It found its way into a, becoming a regular rule in NASCAR Cup racing every week, and I think the choose cone could be utilized and some tracks it could really pay off and you choose uh, on a restart you know where you want to be there's some strategy and the other thing it does is that you don't have people slamming on brakes at the end of pit road trying to count how many cars are where so i'm mm-hmm. starting odd or even you know you can simply go out if you're if you're desperate to start on the outside then go ahead and get your pit stop done and just stay up high or stay or stay on the inside stay on the inside use the choose cone i just applaud nascar for for taking these chances and and i also i just love the idea of of any bringing any traditional element to the track whether it's you know like a four wide salute that you get to see sometimes oh, yeah, or it's a choose yeah. cone you know whatever it is and and, and their willingness to say okay we, we know we're going to limit fans and let's make the all-star race something special and let's make it a little different and Marcus Smith picks up the phone and calls Jerry Caldwell a month ago and says, hey, guess who's hosting the All-Star race this year? And Jerry, you are. You are. And Jerry Caldwell said, one of the best phone calls I've ever got. <laughs> also one of those calls where we got to get to work, guys. We, guess what's mm-hmm. happening in 30 days? And what a job. Here again, mm-hmm. I just can't say enough. Uh, so hopefully this night will allow us to have fans not only at more NASCAR races, but other venues in uh, other major league sports uh, in, in the months to come because now they know how they can do it. You know, and, and obviously we've got to you know, wear the mask and do everything the right way and try to get our numbers down after this recent surge. But if we can get beyond this surge, uh, then we can get sports back if, if we're smart and we do things the right way. Wear your mask so I can have college football, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but Dad, you make a really good point, though, too, because uh, you talk about all these other leagues and all these, you know, I think of athletes even. I saw um, yeah. Alvin yeah. Kamara was was uh, tweeting about, uh, I don't know yeah. if he came to the race or was watching the race. I know he was he was tweeting about uh, 
about the race. And um, so you know those other professional athletes that yeah. also have their eyes on on the NASCAR drivers. And they're looking to see how they respond and how they work with the league. And I just, I'm really proud of everybody. I think that we've set an incredible example um, of how to work together to pull something off. And um, I want to note, and I want to talk about this as well, moving forward, when we talk about the driver's willingness to you know, again, terrible pun, but roll with the punches and and be flexible and and work with the league. These guys are turning around and racing in Texas on Sunday. Right, right. This Sunday. Right. So we have two races on Saturday and a race on Sunday. So some of these crew members, I mean, some of these people at the racetrack yeah. are, are getting ready uh, to leave for Texas um, tomorrow or Friday. And as we're finishing this up, many of these fans, many of these crew members are still driving. They've still probably got another hour and a half to two hours to drive to get back to Charlotte. Because, yeah. uh, you know, they to, to get back and they'll be in the race shops in the morning getting those Texas cars ready, trying to get the finishing touches on so they can get them on the road. Uh, you mentioned Alvin Kamara, uh, Kamara who's, uh, who played at Tennessee and has done mm-hmm. a, had a phenomenal young early career uh, with the New Orleans Saints. You know, he's a Bubba Wallace fan. He's another example of how, how our sport has expanded its fan base uh, because of diversity, because of the fact that we're trying to become inclusive. Uh, and Bubba was a major part of that. Uh, and kudos to Bubba. And, and Alvin came to, he was invited to come to Talladega mm-hmm. uh, and came in to watch uh, Bubba race and watch that incredible uh, display of, of camaraderie that the drivers had as they walked down with Bubba uh, in the pre-race at Talladega. So, Alvin, thank you for, for being a fan. we got many more fans uh, uh, that are joining our sport. I see college football players, guys I covered in college now in the NFL, that are starting to hook on the NASCAR. And now you understand where I came from. I was a NASCAR guy on Sundays. I was a football guy on Saturdays. And they said, which do you like the best? And I said, both, you know. So uh, I'm, glad we're, I'm glad we're reaching out and getting more fans, uh, especially with nights like tonight. Okay, and I even had uh, sorority sisters texting me saying, I've never watched a NASCAR race in my life, and I've decided to turn it on, and I'm a fan. So we have everybody from NFL athletes to uh, Delta Zeta sorority at Clemson. Wow, we have wow. are bringing on new NASCAR fans. I just think it's so funny though. I really that 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 kind of made me smile. That it's like yeah. you're saying. I mean, look what we've look what the sport has done in the past couple months to expand the fan base and also just tell everybody what we're about. You know, now that people are are like, oh, that's what NASCAR is about. I'm interested. Um, I NASCAR's just think it's really making cool. inroads in the Delta Zeta. Who'd ever thought? Right? I know. Before <laughs> look, before we know it, all the girls are going to be hanging out in the hall watching the races on Sunday in the little meeting yeah. room there. You know? Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. A girl can dream, but if I had yeah. it my way. Yeah. Well, if you had it your way, that's what <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Dad, let's talk a little bit about Texas. We don't have to get into it too much, but um, it is going to be an eventful weekend. If anyone is excited right now, it is Mr. Eddie Gossage because, as we established, he has been doing everything in his power to get cars back on the racetrack, and uh, especially at Texas. So I know he's looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really good weekend of competition, especially coming off of some of the stuff we saw uh, kind of brewing tonight. Eddie's excited about it. We're excited about it. Uh, they're going to be allowed up to 50%, I think, fans. Uh, but because of the July heat and because of the coronavirus numbers, uh, we're probably expecting a crowd significantly smaller than that. But there will be fans allowed there uh, at Texas. Uh, fans are fans, man. And, 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 I, and, I'm, and I love it. And I, I can't wait for, you know, and, and believe it or not, uh, when the fans stood early tonight and began cheering and shouting, the dri- drivers looked up because they haven't heard that in yeah. months. 
and they looked up and, and we looked around I'm saying this is so <laughs> cool to hear these people and the drivers I mean it just got everyone fired mm-hmm. up so to be able to hear the fans and so we're excited about what's going to happen in Texas uh, thrilled for Eddie Gosh thrilled for NASCAR one more step you know, as we continue uh, with uh, this is a points paying race obviously this is this one this one counts as we as we move closer to uh, the playoffs uh, and now you got to wonder can anybody handle you know Denny Hamlin uh, and, and Kevin Harvick who won won seven of thirteen since we since the break um, Cole Custer um, you know the new, newest newest uh, saw his dad tonight saw Joe yeah, up in the stadium right. he was congratulating him <laughs> um, and he's still on cloud nine and why wouldn't you be right um, but uh, so uh, you know, do we have another rookie winner I, I still think that we're going to get some more people some more young drivers and rookies that are going to win uh, but after we saw what we saw tonight um, uh, I don't think it's going to be long before, before Mr. Kyle Busch gets in victory lane with a cup race I mean hard to believe that he's come this far uh, this season. I, I have to agree with you. I, I, I don't know how we can get to the playoffs without seeing a win from Kyle Busch. I also agree with you that I think we're going to see a few more first-time winners this, this season yeah. make their way in, but yeah. at Texas, I mean, Texas is just kind of a, a beast of its own, but you and I were talking earlier about Kyle's performance tonight at Bristol and how you know, he's been so vocal at the beginning of the season about not having practice and that affecting him. Well, I think I think when Kyle Busch came in into cup racing, a lot of the veterans who were winning race after race, at, uh, I remember some of these guys told me they would follow him in practice and said, how does this guy drive this car sideways in a corner and still maintain speed? He's got incredible car control. He's going to have a very bright career. This is when his career was first starting uh, in the Cup Series. And I think, my opinion is, is that without practice, if you have practice, Kyle can take that car and they can go out and they can trim it out, they can free it up, and so he can take his talents and car, car controllability and drive this car freer and faster than a lot of people. That's where his advantage may be. But if you don't get a chance to practice and, and, and trim the car out and free it up and loosen it up, then suddenly he can't use his talents and skills like he can, uh, uh, and he becomes just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, although he's an incredible talent, I think his skill, in my opinion, goes above and beyond a lot of people in that garage area, and he's not able to use that. In practice, he could. And I think we saw that as the race evolved, for example, tonight. As the race evolved, they made some adjustments on the car. Here he came, you know, like rocketing through the field and uh, had a chance to win or came close to winning it, you know, with 10 car lengths or so uh, in the final final segment. So I think practice does make a difference for Kyle Busch, but they're going to adapt, and he will adapt, and I, I firmly believe we'll see him in victory lane maybe this weekend. It's a busy weekend in Texas. It is a busy weekend in Texas. There's two races on Saturday, so we have both the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series are on Saturday, and then the Cup Series on Sunday. So uh, it's just a busy week to be a, to be a NASCAR fan. It's a busy week to be a driver, man. It's like I said, I'm not in the seat, but I can't even imagine. So um, I'm so thankful that they that they were able to pull off this Wednesday night event i mean this is it's like you said this is one for the record books what the nascar record books the the sports history record books the you know the record books of of global pandemics this really was the first uh major sporting event back with fans so um what a cool night and and just i just what a cool sport i'm so thankful to be a nascar fan yeah and a huge high five from rolling with the punches to jerry conwell and his staff and marcus smith all the folks that pulled this off tonight um, and uh, and like I like we told uh, Mr. France, Jim France, and 
and uh, you know what a job what an incredible job and the first thing he said it's it's a it's a lot of people working really really hard that's made this all come together and NASCAR has been able to get back on the racetracks he didn't want to take any credit for what's happening yet he is the man no and, surprise uh, there and no surprise yeah. at all that he's so <laughs> humble um, and and uh, you know de deflecting all the praise to the staff and the people who work so hard so many Mike Kelton and others uh, Steve Phelps that, that have made this happen so anyway what a night for NASCAR what a night for Chase Elliott uh, Bristol Motor Speedway and now it's on to no limits in Texas and Eddie Gossett so hopefully Eddie you'll have another night a couple of days just like this mm -hmm. uh, at your at your beautiful facility there in uh, in Texas hey and um, high five to us because we took rolling with the punches yeah we rolled with it and actually <laughs> took it somewhere so uh now we have just set the bar high and we must make our way to texas yeah no well, i'm just kidding we don't have to go to texas i'm not sure that 2008 kia is going to make it to <laughs> texas but that's okay that's all right what about with some purple underglow you yeah, know we might, might, might yeah, get hey, there yeah know. well dad uh this has been an incredible pleasure actually you know what before we go i think this is so important to know because i don't know if we mentioned this earlier we don't do this often. This whole going to races together thing doesn't happen often. And so, really, actually, I was thinking about it. So the last time I went to a race with you was Indy. So, well, the last time I went to a NASCAR race with you was, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, my spring break of 2013. So my freshman year of college, I went on spring break with you. Um, but you were working. So I yeah. think probably in the history of ever this is the first time that you and i have ever sat in the stands together and just watched a race yeah I've so never, how cool I've, is that i've never <laughs> i've either been in the pits you know working on pit road or up in the booth calling the race and so it was nice to be able not to have to wear a headset and and talk to a lot of people and just sit and visit with you mm -hmm. and the fans and watch uh, and be a part of 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 the energy and excitement that is nascar yeah, it was really cool. So hopefully we'll uh, get to do it a few more times this Let's season. Let's hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. We'll go keep on rolling and uh, go from there, see where it takes us. So yeah. with that, episode 11, episode Denny Hamlin, but really episode Chase Elliott. Yeah. Million yeah. dollar Chase, yeah. chasing millions. I don't know. We'll 1.1 million, so that's episode 11, right? Perfect. 1.1 million dollars. Hey, and before we go, too, I saw on Twitter he said that uh, with some of his money he was going to send crates of Mountain Dew to Ryan Blaney's house. Uh, and Blaney was already not happy with the decision of how he was spending his money. So we'll have to see what he does yeah, with $1.1 million. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. That is a heck of a lot of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so well, great I night. I enjoyed it, sweetie. Thank you so much for making, making this night special for Dan. Well, thank you for bringing me. It was so much fun. And with that, episode 11 in the books. Uh, Dad, I love you, and we'll chat next week. I love you too, sweetie.